Welcome to the RPG Rundown. I'm Jeff. And I'm Seth. And from dungeons to deep space, we've got the systems and stories for your table. Hey, welcome to episode two of the RPG Rundown. We're so glad that you've decided to join us here. Today, we're going to be talking about what is my most anticipated game that is still in development. Uh, in fact, it is uh, not yet released. Um, it's The alpha has just come out, but the developers of the game have been letting slide just little little pieces, nuggets about the game, just enough to, to keep us interested and, and, and dying to get our hands on it. And that game is DC20 from the Dungeon Coach over on YouTube. And so today we're going to talk about what we know, what we don't know, and what we're very, very excited about. But before we dive into that, let's talk about some TTRPG news. Seth, what do you got for us? Yeah, we're, uh, we're not going to be super up to date on the news all the time, but these are just <laughs> some things that we're excited about. And the first one is the release of Fandelver and Below the Shattered Obelisk. Um, this is an updated version and an expanded version of the Lost Minds of Fandelver, which was the intro um, adventure in the original starter box uh, from 2014. Yeah. So um, we we talked earlier, and, and we both ran that, and it was a pretty good little starter uh, adventure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lost Minds was great. Yeah, but it only took you from levels 1 to 5, and... Uh, this is going to take characters from level one to level twelve, so that's exciting. And um, you know, I I do actually look forward to maybe picking this up at some point. Um, I'm not in a point where I'm ready to run it right now, right. but uh, I did like it, and, and so mm -hmm. um, I look forward to doing that. It's it's interesting because at the time the the starter box, while it was one of the best starter boxes at the time, uh, was eclipsed by the essentials box. Um, uh, did you pick that up as well? I don't um, yes, I did. I did actually. I picked okay. up. I think I got both. I got the starter and the essentials. Yeah, right at the same and, time. And the essentials was uh, fantastic, and it was and it was built upon the success of the starter box. No. And and gave everyone really what you needed. It gave you like the miniature DM screen, like the kind of thicker mm -hmm. card stock, so it's not like a full DM screen. But it gave uh, more dice, gave you know better rules for for everything, as well as uh, more uh, accessories to go with it, mm -hmm. and a different a different um, adventure as well. Right. Uh, but one of the things that was cool about that essentials box was that you got um, a download code for that on D&D Beyond. And then you yeah, also got, awesome. for free, they also had uh, a continuation uh, of adventures to create a miniature campaign out of it. So those were free to everybody, but the, right. but the adventure from the box was you know, included as a, as a code. And so you had a pretty nice little adventure. So this is nice because it kind of gives the the Lost Minds of Fandelver the same treatment of having a full campaign-worthy adventure now. Uh, and so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it looks it looks very good too. So it it still goes through. I don't want to add any spoilers, but it still goes through to the you know the big ending. Uh, but then the story continues beyond that, um, yeah. which I, I think is really cool. And it's funny. And I actually. 
started with Lost Minds and then quickly turned it into like a homebrew version of Lost Minds. And where I was taking my players, uh, you know, ideally is really similar to what they did here. So that was kind of cool uh, to see the direction. Yeah. And, and my DMs out there can go check it out and, and understand a bit more about the story. My players, mm, don't, let's, let's just wait for the DM to show it to you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, great, you know, like I said, that that's something great that's coming out uh, soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we both play 5e, and so uh, we both DM 5e, and so that's kind of what we're in yeah. right now. But that's also why we're doing this uh, podcast, so that we can explore more. But what's some other TTRPG news uh, that we have at the moment that's just yeah. kind of cool? And so fun? the next one is a bit controversial. It is the 1D&D VTT. Uh, and it's not officially out or anything like that, but playtests have been commencing. Um, and there's been a, a, a multitude of YouTubers now that have been able to go to the playtest. There's some, you know, some footage out. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do say I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, a lot of people, they don't love that D&D Beyond is like owning everything D&D related. Well, I, yes, but I'll be honest, all my players use D&D Beyond, and uh, so you know, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. But if you actually look at it, I know that, Seth, you've actually used Tailspire, so you can relate it a little bit closer to that. Yeah. But I've heard some people say that it's it's really similar to, like, um, Tailspire meets, like, Baldur's Gate. Like, it's a, it's a, a 3D game engine um, that you're running in, but you still have your tokens and your minis, and there's, like, animations and things that take place. It's, it, it is very impressive looking. Um, yeah, it, it really does. When I saw the preview originally look like Tailspire. I mean, very right. similar. I'm sure it's built on a different engine and is, is, you know, going to have probably a larger team of developers mm-hmm. working on it because oh, sure. obviously, yeah. you know, Wizards of the Coast, um, but it, it looks very similar. And so similarly, mm-hmm. uh, it's the, you know, static tokens that are animated through spells and attacks and the environment. Uh, Whereas in Mm -hmm. the tokens themselves won't be animated. Uh, You know, it's not like you're going to see arms and legs move as they swing a sword. Yeah. They they act more like a token on a table. And so exactly uh, when, when a spell is like cast and it hits something, you'll see the token kind of shake a little bit from the explosion, or you'll see like the magic missiles shoot out of one, um, I will say some of the animations I've seen were really cool. Like there was one where there's an onk egg and it actually like climbs up out of the ground. Climbing maybe it's a bit, it animates up out of the ground and the token just right. plops down right there in front. Um, I've heard like the, the locations themselves will be like kind of animated. So, you know, if you're there in this room, this house and the, the floor falls out, then the floor in, in the actual scene that you're playing and falls out and the play, the tokens tumble down to the, like the dungeon or whatever, like, yeah. Uh, that, that stuff really sounds cool. I think the biggest concern uh, that I've heard is microtransactions, which it, it's going to come with the territory. I think that uh, you mentioned before, you're pretty certain there will be like some third parties and, uh, and stuff available, which I really hope so. Um, overall, I think it looks very good. And with that said, there is a multitude of, of VTTs out there. Uh, and I think everybody kind of has their favorite. I know, Seth, you and I use different VTTs. Yeah. Uh, and actually, we, we currently use different VTTs. You're kind of selling right. me on Albert 2.0. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> God, all right. it's looking real good it's it is uh cloud-based now mm-hmm. that is and nice so uh you know you're not having to run anything and yeah. um yeah it's I'm, I'm really liking everything about it uh and i i really have 
always liked Albear. It's it's very mm-hmm. simple, very easy to run, and I'm gonna I haven't That's tried two point out two point until now, um, but I'm excited to to use it for now because I am really excited for Alchemy RPG. Uh, Alchemy as a, is so as a, good as a VTT, yeah. but the tactical side, the maps and tokens side of things. It's just not finished yet. It's just yeah. not finished. I mean, yeah. we, we both even, tried it for our campaigns. We and, did. And, and it's just, and technically they're not even in 1.0 yet. They're in still in right. beta essentially. It's still very, um, I mean, I will say when, when the tactical side, the, the maps and tokens and all that, once that gets straightened out with alchemy, I could yeah. see me fully switching to alchemy. I really enjoyed that. Honestly. Software. Yeah. Honestly, I do too. I mean, I, I did back yeah. the Kickstarter for alchemy. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it is um, yeah. like, I'm saying that so, yeah. like right now it's not for my table, but in the future, I think it will be. Yeah. 100%. But for everyone out there, if you, need something simple and free mm-hmm. honestly owlbear can't be beat mm-hmm. uh it's dot rodeo and if you like yeah. to overcomplicate things and uh give yourself a really big headache and like have a ton of prep time but get to make really cool looking stuff you should check out foundry vtt yeah which is what and, i currently use <laughs> and, and have a minimum buy-in of 50 bucks so <laughs> yes that's true you, 50 bucks and you own it but if you're like yeah, me yeah. and your internet is terrible and so you can't actually host it for your players you get to pay someone else a monthly fee to host Ooh. it ouch I'm, i know i'm selling it hard <laughs> it is really fun to play with though it is it is a very robust it's and fantastic system though so so what um, i what i like about it is the the third part part third party plugins and so like there's yeah. there's part, plugins do everything like i have a plugin that literally when a creature gets below 50 percent health they automatically get bloodied and they leave a blood trail everywhere they go on the map and i have like when someone casts a spell it actually has an animated spell which yes i get the one D vtt is going to do that fancier but like it just there's just plugins that like the community has made that does literally everything yeah uh, I, but it is super overcomplicated <laughs> no i mean it's it's one of the most widely supported um mm-hmm. i mean it's it, very good yeah it along with uh you know just a few of the others so right but yeah um there was one other thing uh on the news and i'm springing this on on dr hills at the right at the moment oh, go for but, it. Spring away. um recently and so by the time this comes out it'll be a couple weeks old maybe but um the Critical Role campaign setting, Tal'Dorei Reborn, has been published on... First, big news, it was published on D&D Beyond. So this is the first third-party content that has been added to D&D Beyond since um, Wizards of the Coast purchased it. Um, because Tal'Dorei Reborn was published by Critical Role. It was not published under Wizard of the Coast like their first two books were. Uh, however, the important part and the newsworthy part is that it was also added to the Demiplane uh, uh, website as well, which is, if you don't know what Demiplane is, it is a D&D Beyond competitor, if you will, that is an open system. So it runs 5e or I say it runs, it has a, 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 they call each category for a game, a nexus. And so there's a nexus for 5e and this Tal'Dorei Reborn was published under the 5e nexus. There's a nexus for Pathfinder. There's a nexus for Avatar. Um, You know, there's, there's a whole bunch of them and more are coming, but it's the same robust tools uh, that are in the works for character creation 
and management of yeah. NPCs and uh, rule books and stuff like that, as D and D Beyond is, it just they've opened it up to cover so many more game systems. So, uh, Which but is the awesome. the important part yeah. is that Critical Role has it on both places, and that mm-hmm. is definitely newsworthy because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, newsworthy on Wizards of the Coast part because D&D will support third party, which is what they said, and this is the first time they've actually, you know, followed through with that. And then second, the fact that um, something as popular as Critical Role is not beholden just to Wizards of the Coast. It's going to be available other places, so. In digital. Yeah, that's so. huge. So, yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, awesome. that's pretty fantastic. Um, so... Absolutely. All right. Well, now I think we'll go and jump into, well, the content we're going to be talking about today, and that is the game uh, DC20 RPG from the Dungeon Coach. Again, that is the placeholder name. Um, the official name I don't think is out yet. Uh, I do believe I remember hearing him say that, that uh, DC20 is is currently like the code name for it. So I don't know what the actual name is going to be, but but the way that he describes on his website is a, a brand new tabletop role-playing game that is designed to be, listen to this, efficient, simple, intuitive, tactical, fast-paced, and customizable, right? There's a lot of stuff going on there, but let's talk about it um, and, and see. Um, the type of system, it is, as the name kind of implies, it is a D20-based system. Um, it is, I, I think, relatively similar to to, to D and D in, in that, but with that, he's made a lot of changes to it. Um, so about the character creation, Seth, uh, have you looked a lot into the character creation of the game? Uh, so I really haven't. Um, and okay. also too, if you're following along in the, in the VOD, uh, check out the presentation, uh, it yeah. should be up, uh, in video format for the podcast, as well as on the love thy nerd YouTube channel. Uh, more about that later. And, um, but if you're listening, you know, follow along uh, by all means. But but if you want to see it, we do have a, a presentation for that as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the um, the character creation I have not looked into very much. I, I'm not mm-hmm. a Patreon of uh, the Dungeon Coach, who is yeah. the main author for the DC Twenty. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called DC Twenty, obviously. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I I am curious to see it uh, more, and I know they're supposed to have a public rules reveal soon. Yes. Uh, but we're not quite. He hasn't announced exactly when that's coming yet. Correct. So uh, I do know that he is. Um, we're going to be rolling out the alpha. Um, the last I'd seen, I think he put out a video about three weeks ago saying the alpha was very close. Of course, that'll be for highest tier patrons first, and as they get it, like lined out after he gets his his feedback and stuff he's going to start putting it out to lower level patrons until eventually it's released to the public yeah um but i, I will say are, are, have you heard of the game cogent uh seth i don't think i have actually okay i, I had never heard of it until i heard him talk about it when he was talking about his character creation okay. uh, and so i guess cogent is a very simplified game and, and like that um that he used three stats as an example, and he talks about how their character creation, mm-hmm. um, their character creation is open, right? So, like in D and D, like if you want to be a barbarian, you go heavy strength, right? That's the only way you're going to be able to do it. If you want to, right, right. if you want to be, you know, a fighter, you go heavy dex, right? And like depending on what you want to do. But he talked about in Cogent how they actually designed it to be open, where you could be, say, a short sword fighter, um, and you could use strength or agility or right, intelligence. Right. 
And, and so he talked about, you know, if in, in Cogent, he, he actually helped design parts of Cogent, which is why he, he's kind of borrowing from it. Um, but like, you know, you could be a short sword fighter using strength where you're coming in with those big, heavy hits, right? Or you could be agility where you're the, the quick moving, or you could be actually an intelligent fighter where you're, you're looking and planning out your moves and watching the enemy and kind of being like a battlefield conductor. I do um, remember and, him talking about the openness of being able yes, to choose yeah. strength or agility or dexterity, whatever you want to call it, um, for different, different things, as well as even um, having certain checks and um, saves be, mm-hmm. you know, be different for different characters uh, right. in that same regard. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's he's wanting to like I, I really like this idea too. So that, and and it, it's it's a game. People are going to find ways to break the game, right? It doesn't matter <laughs> yes. what game it is. The, the people have builds in in D anD D that are just absolutely ridiculous. But I, I do like the concept that you can really build out your character any way you want. You don't have to build a dumb barbarian, right? You can build a yeah. barbarian that is intelligent and, and knows how to use his brute force in an intellectual way. Like you don't have to break your character like in this area to, to, you know, benefit this. I don't know how all that's going to be done, but just the concept itself. I, I really, I, I liked that. Um, with that said, he's, he's released some of the classes, um, I don't think all the classes are, have been released yet, uh, but at least um, the classes that he has actually put in videos. Um, there are two new classes that are outside of D and D five E, which uh, have you have you looked at, at these here? They're yeah. So the I know the, I know the video you pulled this uh, the images from, and so mm-hmm. again, if you're watching the the vod, uh, the images here were pulled yes. from one of his videos. But yeah, I mean like. I'm excited looking at the ones that are out now and the ones that are coming later. So I'll continue there. Yes, yes. I, I, yeah, so the two the two new ones uh, that we have here is the Scion Monk and the Warlord Warrior um, that, are, that are new. But I, I do also think it's interesting how um, the classes are kind of like categorized in Mage, Warrior, Warden. Specialist, I think the Scion is, is separate from the Monk. Oh, I think you're right. I think, yeah, because yeah, that's like technically under, both under enlightened. enlightened. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Um, which that kind of plays in, um, in the sound, he talked about how they will have uh, more like a, a psychic uh, um, powers and, and stuff of that sort, um, which actually kind of plays into the next thing I'm kind of excited about. There's not going to be an AC in DC 20. You want to tell us about that, Seth? Uh, yeah, so um, looking at the physical defense, uh, it talks about instead of AC, it's going to have physical defense, and it's going to represent the difficulty of hitting a creature with natural sources of damage. Um, but it's going to be, um, and then obviously here we've got like kind of the different types here. Um, but uh, but I mean like. I don't know if I've caught some of that. So you remind mm-hmm. me how how is it that is yeah. he doing kind of the same system? So of, uh... so yeah, the, the idea here is that you you won't necessarily have an AC. You'll have a um, a physical defense, which is your defense against fire and and piercing and right. sla- and slashing, bludgeoning, right? Those kind of damage. But then you'll also have a mental defense. Um, yeah. which is uh, your defense against he uses force and holy and psychic and unholy, uh, which is, you know, essentially his necrotic. So it kind um, of separates the two. Yeah. So, so you could have, 
you could have, you know, a tank that's a tank against physical, but he's really weak to mental, right? And then at the same time, you may have a mage that is a tank to mental, but obviously super weak to, to physical and kind of adds a bit more complexity in the game there um, that it's not just who has the 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 highest armor. And he, he also said that he really wants, like, if you're making an attack, you're the one that rolls the dice. So no saving throws. Uh, so a mental right. attack is is actually going to be an attack that you roll the d20 against the mental defense of, of whomever you're attacking. And for the mental and physical defense, are those still going to be an AC style of number that you have to beat in the roll? Uh, yes, yes. So okay. they will be a, a like yeah, like an AC type of number that it, it comes up with your uh, certain bonuses that you get, and like I think mental comes from your your wisdom or intellect stat. Sure, absolutely. Um, and and so it, get, it gets built up like that. And same with physical. Um, he had that outline in the video, but I did not take notes on it. But yeah, so it is built up in a similar okay. like AC, but instead of AC, it's just PD and right. MD. And MD. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's. Um... Like I said, it's still the similar mechanic mm-hmm. uh, of having a number you got to beat. Because, uh, exactly. you know, like I said, there, there are other games. You know, last week we talked about Daggerheart being, mm-hmm. um, having an, you know, instead of an armor class, which is the number you have to beat, there's a, uh, like, armor gives a certain, you know, different types of armor gives a different type of, um, you know, difficulty to hit. Uh, in in other games like the Star Wars one, it's called soak, and so certain amount of your damage is soaked up by the armor you have every time right. you get hit, um, unless they roll high enough that they get past that armor. Sure. Uh, so it acts different. So so this is again, mm-hmm. like you said, this is a similar D twenty system. It's not five e. Um, right. It's not even a simplified version of five e. This is just you know his his kind of original system. Mm-hmm. But it is a D twenty system still, right? Yeah. Um, and then what? What? Uh, what about the actions? Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so this is probably what I am the most excited for, and and as someone who loves five E, but feels the drag of combat every time it happens, and I'm mm-hmm. a combat guy. Like I love combat. I want to get into the combat both as the DM and as the player. But we all know that five E combat can feel really, uh, really slow. Right? Especially Which the higher amazing. you go, and the more people yeah. you have, or the more enemies you have. If you've got yeah. a, if you want to have a horde of little creatures, oh, um, takes forever. and you want them to all attack separately, as opposed mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. know maybe as a horde, Didn't like group initiatives, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it can take a while. It can take a while and, for sure. And 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 then I also find, of course, in my home game. I run a game with eight to nine players, so big game, big 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 team. And what I've found is like. We can have a short combat that takes three hours, you know, and and in that amount of time, my players are losing so much interest. And so I've 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 homebrewed some stuff to make combat more interesting, to make turns more fluid, put more pressure on, like things like that. Um, but he actually and and my Pathfinder uh, Pathfinder players here will will, will uh, know this a bit better than even I know it. But he's actually bringing action points, um, and yes. and so with action points. You, you get four action points, and, and from what he said, there will be opportunities to go up to like five action points, but for the most part, you'll have four action points, and these action points can be played at any time, even out of your turn. 
So you, instead of doing like one reaction and now you're done, you actually have actions that you can take off your turn. You can obviously do a reaction attack off your turn. Uh, if someone moves out of your range like you normally would, uh, but you could also move off of your turn. You could provide help off your turn. You could grapple off your turn. And so you have a bit more opportunity to be like tactical with that. And then any action point you, you use off your turn, you lose that on your turn. So let's say I do two reactions um, then whenever it comes back to my turn, now I only have two action points. And, you know, action points, movement's an action point. Attack right. is an action point. But I think uh, that's great like that. for in combat that involves mm-hmm. a lot more characters or creatures. Right. You can have a mixed order of, mm-hmm. you know, things. Or you can have interaction from a player that, you know, is five away in the turn order but they they have something they can do right then exactly. and it, and it yeah. it also helps keep players paying attention uh yeah. who who it's not their turn so that's yeah right. i i am there's, there's excited yeah. to try it because i've only played a little bit of pathfinder mm-hmm. um like a, a very like a one shot basically uh and so i yeah i'm definitely looking forward to seeing his take on it because i think that yeah. the multi action system uh, could be really fun for that. Yeah, and so I, I know that in, in the past I've talked to uh, like other D and D friends. We've never played Pathfinder, and I've always thought like action points seem really broken. Like you're telling me I can make like four attacks on my turn. Like I'm just sitting back here four mm-hmm. fireballs in a row or like whatever. So he actually has imposed a multiple action or repeated action penalty. And so each time you repeat the same action within your set of four action points, you get disadvantage. And so then it goes one disadvantage where you take the lowest of two dice, double disadvantage where you take the lowest of three dice, and quadruple disadvantage where you take the lowest of four. So it's not beneficial to attack, 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 right? Yeah. It 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 really does benefit you more um, to you know move and attack or help and attack, which his help action is really cool too. It, you can give advantage like you would in five e, or you can give a help die, which is a d eight, um, and that nice. you get to give a d eight to someone and actually help them. Uh, there are certain rules, like if you're going to help someone on an attack, you need to be within the same square as them or the enemy they're attacking and, and, and things of that sort. Um, you also get something called empowered action points, which I thought was kind of cool. And it's the idea that you basically for the cost of two action points, you can give yourself advantage. Uh, and so one strategic way he talked about using this is, say, you did want to do a double attack. You could do one normal attack and then an empowered action attack. So the next one is just a straight roll rather than disadvantage. But it does burn up two of your action points. Yeah. Uh, so just a, a few different ways I think that you can handle combat. I don't know a little bit more tactically. Yeah, I uh, depending think, on how you're placed, all really. I but. think it's going to be fun to to find that out. You know, like how mm-hmm. that really works. Uh, yeah. And I know that he um, did some play tests with other creators and developers at Gen Con this year, and so I look forward to seeing all Ooh, the edits and stuff it. that comes out of there. So, um, but yeah, that's. Like I said, I think that's going to be a fun, fun system. So, yeah, I, I'm. I mean, I'm really excited about it. This is probably the one that I've been following the closest, um, and it's just because I already watched a lot of the Dungeon Coach's content anyway. Uh, I, he's like a really outside the box thinker, and yeah. uh, I like to think I am, uh, and so I try to implement some of his changes and stuff to homebrew things. Um, but yeah, well, I, I'm pretty. Yeah, excited he. About he that one. I mean, he started with obviously that other RPG, but then he's also done a lot of 5e um, mm-hmm. like systems and stuff. 
Yeah, he's still, I mean, even still, like his most recent videos are like 5e things. Um, and he talks about even his action point system, how you can bring it into 5e and still use it and stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah tons, tons of good content there. Um, yeah. But, well, so how do you how do you think it compares? Like, what do you think are some advantages or disadvantages of what we know so far? We don't know a whole lot, but, uh, right. but what's something that you um, you see as a big difference? So, okay, for me, the big, biggest difference, I, I, I do think, I'm trying to think of my table, like my online table, I don't think we'll have much problem with like a transition if we wanted to move to, to the system. Um, but my, my uh, in person, they're not a bunch of tabletop nerds, right? They're like, I got teenagers and, and wives and, and just, a, you know, I got yeah. a whole like after church group that we meet and play. Uh, and so like completely changing system, I think is going to be really, cause we, you know, sort of like you taught me D and like 5e from ground up. I've taught right. them 5e from the ground up. And so I think anytime we change systems is going to be tricky. Um, but I think like the biggest change for me, I think is going to be the action points. And that, yeah. that may very well change when we actually dive in. I, I, okay. I take it back. Like the action points. And I think the defense, the defense, the, the physical and mental, because now you have to be aware, okay, this attack, what is this attack attacking? Is this attack atta- mm-hmm. attacking physical? Is this attacking mental? And, and now your players like you up with that. You as the DM have to keep up with that um, and, and stuff too. So I think that is going to be a big change. But it, I see both of those uh, at least as benefits. I see those as positive changes. Yeah. Um, but no, I of think course, that's... it really depends how it plays out. I think those are probably some of the biggest um, that we know of so far. I think a lot of the rest of it will be... Um, familiar enough that someone mm-hmm. coming from 5e would be able to understand it um you know knowing rolling a d20 you know rolling a um you know ability check for right. trying to do something now the the benefit is how fluid and um flexible the system is because he mm-hmm. wants it to be an open flexible system and so i think that'll that will translate well for someone coming from 5e because he's you know trying to make uh something new right um that's yeah. easy for for people so i i think that's going to be good uh absolutely so yeah. um awesome well what about um when does it come out that's the question so to know. yes uh I, w- I wish i could answer that <laughs> um, like I said, I, 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 it's funny. I'd watched, uh, as I was doing a bit more research, trying to actually jot down some notes, uh, I watched a video he put out two months ago and he's like, the alpha is very close. By the time this video comes out, the alpha will probably almost be out. And I'm like, Oh, that was two months ago. The alpha must be out. And then I went yeah. to his most recent video. Uh, and he's like, yeah, the alpha is still, you know, a couple weeks away. Um, and, and so that's, that is just the alpha. Once the alpha is out, um, they'll get all his feedback. So he's working with him as the primary writer and designer. And then he has a team of about 10 other uh, you know, specialists that are kind of reviewing, looking over rules. They're doing play tests and they're kind of uh, making changes, stuff like that. So I, I don't I don't know if we we know when there will actually be a playable version for like non patrons. Um, but I do expect the highest level patron and which he did say, if you want to be the highest level, it's 25 bucks. Join for that month. Get the that's, alpha. Yeah, that's and then the minimum cancel. to get access to the pa- yeah. to the alpha. So, so I'll be honest. I will probably do that when it drops. And so uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll – I don't know if – I don't think there's going to be like an NDA or anything on it when it drops. So if not, maybe that will be something we play test. 
uh, when the alpha is available. But uh, yeah, so at least uh, the alpha itself is a few weeks out is what we've, we've known from the, his last video about it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I expect, I expect the beta won't even be out till 2024 at this point. Uh, I agree. Um, I think you're right. And then maybe, and then maybe it actually launches, you know, mid to late 2024. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Once the beta comes out, it could be really short. We'll see. Very, very but, true. Like I mean, once, once he gets back to the alpha test and stuff, it may be polished up, get it ready for, you know, prints and PDFs and stuff like yeah. that and, and ready to go. Uh, but you can definitely find more. It's the dungeon coach.com, the dungeon coach.com. Yep. Uh, and then look at the DC 20 RPG. So, um, yep. so yeah, definitely check it out. So, so, w- and with that, uh, this was episode two. I know episode two seemed a lot like episode one without us jabbering about who we are. Um, but this isn't all we're going to be doing. We're actually going to be doing some test plays and, and Seth, I know you know a lot more about what's about to happen. So why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, absolutely. So, what we will be doing in our regular episodes is that we're going to uh, have a one episode a month where we have this kind of discussion, news, other things like that. And then we'll also announce and kind of identify what TTRPG system we're going to test for the month. Mm-hmm. And so then in between that episode and the next episode in that month, we're going to have a... A play session uh, mm-hmm. to test it out, a one shot for it, and then we're going to in the follow up episode for that month. It will be a review, or primarily a review. We may have guests on who have played that system, or who even joined us with that system. Depends, you know, uh, to talk about it. But that's that's kind of kind of going to be the format. So we'll have one episode that is is a general in announcing the the system and then the ne- the follow up will be a review of that system along with kind of some other normal stuff. So but for this uh month because we're we're launching in October uh mm-hmm. on, as part of the Love Thy Nerd uh podcast network, we yes. have both been involved with them for a while as fans and friends. You went to Gen Con with them uh I which did. is awesome. And I'll so Yes, absolutely. I think I repped it last uh, on the pilot. So yeah, um, but yeah. So that's we're really excited, and we're going to talk a little bit more about them here in a second. Um, and but our first system that we're going to run a one shot to test is going to be Dragonbane. Oh um, man! And so super excited about this. This is a this is another. D20 system. Uh, I backed the Kickstarter and picked up the the box set, which comes with the core rules and a DM screen and dice um, and uh, even like miniature tokens and all sorts of stuff. Uh, but what's really cool about this system is that uh, it's been around for a long time. It is literally as old as me. Um, <laughs> uh, because what Dragon Bane is essentially, uh, it is a fantasy tabletop role playing game. Um, they're 
kind of spiel says, you know, full of magic, mystery, and adventure. It is designed from the ground up to facilitate fast and furious play with very little prep time and adventures that are easy to run. So, um, but what it, where it originated from, it was, it, this is a, a new version, a translated new version of uh, Drakkar Ak Demonor. I did not say that correctly. I apologize. Sounded perfect to, to me. To yeah. uh, the S- Swedish uh, listeners, because mm-hmm. you know I'm sure we have many of them already. Uh, uh, I guarantee it. <laughs> Probably but, in the ones. Uh, it's basically, I think it's roughly translates to like dragons and demons. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a Scandinav. It was Scandinavia, meaning you know Sweden, Norway, and that region. Their mm-hmm. first and biggest tabletop RPG that launched in 1982. They did not have D&D back then. They had this. And so this is a new and reimagined edition, one uh, one foot firmly planted in the heritage of decades of Swedish gaming, and the other in the modern and innovative game design for which Free League Publishing is known worldwide. Uh, So yeah, it is from Free League Publishing. Uh, If you know me, I love Free League Publishing, um, I have backed several of their uh, systems, uh, Tales from the Loop, Forbidden Lands. And so when they started putting this out and it was a D20 system, it's different. We'll get into it when we play it and in the review, but it's different in that one on, is the critical success and 20 is a critical failure. So mm-hmm. it's that, is that is interesting. Otherwise, otherwise, I think it is going to be almost a little similar to DC 20. And that is, it is geared to be very quick, very easy to pick up and play. Uh, it's made to be a more simplified system, but I think it's going to be just as fun. So, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm pumped to run it. I know. I'm so excited. I get to play it. Actually. You're going to run it. I am. I am. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we're going to test that and we will have it for the third episode, which will be, uh, we'll have the pilot and then, uh, so normally we're going to have two episodes a month, but we're going to have the pilot um, because we recorded it earlier, and then we're going to have this episode of the following week, and then the third episode the following week. So that way we're get caught up and on schedule for right. We'll get back on moving schedule forward, but um, then so, we'll have a biweekly show. Yes, then it will be biweekly, yeah. but um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So. Uh, but yeah, that's it for our announcement for which system we're going to test next. Mm-hmm. And then um, real quick, uh, you've had a chance to play, right? How's your campaign going? Yeah, so uh, campaign is going going good. We got jumped back in after about a month and a half hiatus. Uh, you know, we went through, went through a little spree there where no one could make it. Um, and yeah, we played one. We jumped back in uh, it immediately into a combat. Um, where they killed all but one bugbear who uh, was the smart one who did surrender, and his name was Ben. Um, and he reluctantly showed them his camp, um, where they met his uh, uh, baby pet wolf um, that, that he had actually rescued. And uh, anyway, all that to say, they, they got a stone. There's something weird going on with the stone. Uh, the halfling that has it has been woken up in the middle of the night, um, 
from this stone. And anyway, that's kind of where they're at right now. I will say awesome. the one thing I've been excited about is uh, I've, I've actually developed my own homebrew. I told you I watched the Dungeon Coach too much. Uh, I've developed my own homebrew travel system where uh, it, I, my goal is to gamify travel, right? So that nice. they, travel actually feels like a game as well. And so uh, we use it. I call it the Wayfinder system, but it's uh, we use points. And, and depending on how you do during your travel, you gain points or you lose points. If you're encumbered, you gain half points. If you're too over encumbered, you gain zero points. And so different ways that I've tied that in. And so uh, my group has been playtesting it for me and uh, it's actually going it's going really good it's it's something good. else i also do uh also something else controversial i do xp leveling um and so at the end of every session <laughs> we talk about in controversial yes i know uh and so at the end of every each session i i give them however many travel points they earned which is me i just make a little jots in my notebook um and then i let them know uh how many how many xp they learn they earn because i don't just do combat xp because i feel like that does create uh uh, murder oh, hobos yeah. and anytime you do a, a any kind of rp earns xp anytime you do a successful check it earns rp and then of course combat earns rp but yeah. or earns xp uh so anyway long rant there tell us what's been going on with hearth and hammer <laughs> well yes as you know um hearth and hammer is uh my campaign we are homebrewing and again in this world that i've created called Zanelia. Um, and at the moment, the party is in a fortress that is under siege. Um, okay. And so they are trying to figure out what to do. They recently had um, firearms introduced. Uh, basically, nice. the invading army oh. is bringing with them firearms, cannons, and the like. So they are being introduced to them as we speak. Um, and I'm not going to lie, my halfling ranger who has a pet um, giant badger mm -hmm. and who is mute and has to communicate with sign language, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure That's she's great. trying to, she, she's got this kind of like hand cannon that they captured and she is definitely okay. trying to mount that to the back of the badger to use. That would be amazing. Uh, so can she we'll ride see. the badger? Yes, I have. I have let. I have homebrewed the badger, and uh, and she gets to ride it. Mm -hmm. And so yes, this is something that is I'm sure going to happen <laughs> at some point. This so. is this is definitely going to end well <laughs> for you. I'm excited. Honestly, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Um, what you got to do is is on a on a critical fail. Have you ever played um, Super Mario World on the Switch? Maybe. Okay, because I, I had this concept. Uh, there's there's these little things in Super Mario World, I played it with my kids, um, that you can jump and you get, and basically you, you become the cannon. You can see your little feet sticking out under the cannon, but it just shoots over and over. So if you're facing your, your team, you'll shoot them in the back and stuff. And so you got to like, we're constantly yelling at each other like, move, jump, get out of the way. Yeah, I'm just saying. Nice. Crit one, it just starts firing. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun for sure. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's where things are going with that, and so that's you know we're excited um, about it too. Uh, but real quick before we end, uh, Jeff, what else can you tell us about Love Thy Nerd uh, and our yeah, partnership so, with them? 
We are excited to be part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Uh, Love Thy Nerd exists to be the love of Jesus to nerd and nerd culture. Um, I've been a huge fan and and friend, uh, like you said earlier, uh, of the guys over at, at LTN. And honestly, just privileged for this partnership that we get to to be, take part of this and and kind of mm. help out with the TTRPG side. Um, they they focus a lot on the, the tabletop gaming side of things. And we went to Gen Con. Uh, we're very much in, into that side of things, uh, but fortunately, we get to come in and help out on this TTRPG side. Um, yeah, dude, it, it's absolutely awesome. Anything you want to say about them? I mean, you know, just reiterating that they're a fantastic group of people. Absolutely mm-hmm. love them. Um, I got connected with them, you know, several years ago as well. Yeah. I haven't been on mission with them at a convention, which is what they do mm-hmm. a lot of, but oh, yeah. I was able to attend a convention with a few of them and uh yeah just love everything they're doing they're fantastic and then Mm -hmm. we had this idea for the rpg rundown for six months and it just lined up perfectly that they were like why don't you why don't you join with us we we need Mm -hmm. more content for this uh for tabletop rpgs and in that space and i know uh silver over there tyranny is uh, doing some cool things there. And so we're excited absolutely. to be a part of it. Thanks for letting us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you, if you noticed from last week, we got some new badging uh, for LTN, uh, which you did fantastic on, by the way. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. Um, and so, yeah, so we're excited. Uh, it, this is going to be posted to the LTN YouTube and podcast feed. And mm-hmm. so we are excited to be a part of that. Uh, we will have some short form content and probably our live plays of our uh, the the RPGs that we test. We will yeah, probably host separately. Pieces. Yeah, they'll they'll be longer. They're not going to be part of the podcast uh, feed itself, but right. uh, we'll have those hosted separately as well. But mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for you know, biweekly podcast will be released uh, under them, and we look forward to supporting them and being a part of their their network. So we're just pumped and honored and excited to be joining and partnering with them in this ministry. So, uh, but yeah, um, anything else you want to say on that or anything else before we get to our outro? Uh, no, I mean, other than if you are listening to this podcast, make sure you go and leave a review. Uh, I know that that helps an absolute ton and we hope that you've gained some value. Uh, and I hope you're as excited about uh, DC 20 as, as we are. And honestly, I cannot wait, uh, to play, uh, DC 20 and do the test play. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. Absolutely. And again, um, you know, I know Jeff is stream streams this, uh, but we'll also probably have some sort of, um, announcement whenever we are going to do our, our play session for, oh, yeah. uh, Dragon Bane. So look for that. Also, mm-hmm. Once you've heard this, uh, again, thanks for for checking us out. Be sure to like and subscribe uh, on the podcast feed. Uh, Check out all the other cool podcasts and things that Love Thy Nerd are doing. Uh, Check out their YouTube. If you want to communicate with us, check us out on Twitter right now, at The RPG Rundown. And then also, uh, we have another social network. Why don't you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, so our other social network that we're going to be doing is our, our TikTok. And so make sure you guys find us over on TikTok. It'll be at the RPG Rundown. 
we'll have uh, we'll be hosting some of our short form from this, but also some other cool tabletop tools and and fun stuff that there is available. We'll put that out there in short form content uh, that is easily digestible and let's just be honest, uh, fun to watch. Absolutely, uh, awesome. Well, I think that's about all we have for this episode. Uh, we look forward to bringing you a review of Dragon Bane in the next episode. Mm-hmm. And so come check us out uh, for that. Uh, be sure to, um, you know, get notified when that goes live. Uh, but from our table, yours, thank you for joining us on the RPG Rundown. Until next time, may your roles be epic and your stories legendary.